So Taylor, let's, are you ready for this? Yeah, what's up? Uh, I went into Sunday's three o'clock games winning. Yep. It was like 85 to 30 something. Feeling pretty good. Pretty yeah. feeling pretty salty. Then all of a sudden, you know, the Jeff Wilson, Russell Gage experience happens. And I'm like, whatever. I got Jamar Chase. I got Cordero Patterson. Cordero Patterson gets a definitive touchdown called on the field. Then the NFL gets a quote unquote definitive evidence of, oh boy, that's definitely not a touchdown. So that robs me of six points. I'm not bitter about that at all. Then Jamar really Chase. Not, not at all. Not at all. Jamar Chase has never got off the bus. Okay. It, one catch for, he didn't. One catch for three yards. I get it. Joe Burrow only throws for 100 yards if Tyler Boyd doesn't catch a 56 yard touchdown. But still, I'm like, boy, like I, I, I love me some Jamar Chase, but there's one person who I wanted to scream at in sadness. It was him in that moment. But anyways, brings me to my next point. So currently I'm still leading 93 to 90 over Colby, right? Yeah. I have Dalvin Cook left. Great guy. He has Rashad Penny and the Rams defense left. And we've been texting all day. And I told him, I was like, listen, if there's one player that I would want my entire fantasy season, like the outlook to rely upon, it's Dalvin Cook. He's the one person that I'm confident that can get 15 to 20 points, which I feel like is what I need to be able to have a good chance at winning. Well, then he responds with, you're right. The one player I don't want my opponent's fantasy season to be relying upon is Dalvin Cook because he's terrifying. Right. But then there's also the fact that we talked about how, you know, Rashad Penny, he's the all or nothing principle. He's going to get you 20 points or he's going to get you two. The Rams defense, they just can't get a touchdown. I think I'm fine if that happens. But me and him both express the same cautious optimism with giant scoops of fear all wrapped into one. My heart can't contain this. My stress level and blood pressure's through the roof. I need a drink. Man, yeah, no, I, you know, I'm, I'm having a matchup on the other side with Chris. My day was going well till about three o'clock, and then that's when the wheels fell off, and, yep, and, the, and then the the Saints Bucks game happened, and then uh, I didn't really know what was going on. To be perfectly honest, I was spending a very beautiful weekend with my wife. It was like the first time in a while that she's had like consecutive weekends off, so we're actually mm-hmm. able to like get a lot of stuff done before the holidays. Listen here, guys. Um, there's a time when you're, you're like single and you can devote your time to like all this. And then there's like a time when you get married and it's like, it's, it's a, we, not an I. So it's, <laughs> it's, I can't justify like 12 hours of watching football. I'm sorry. I, I know I have to admit it. That doesn't mean that I'm not following on my phone. Um, so <laughs> watching that and then finding out today, which by the way, so, you know, I'm just sitting there doing work and, and then my phone starts going off like, <laughs> and i i had a co-worker come up he's like everything all right i was like yeah this is this is fantasy football stuff don't don't worry about it it's the playoffs (laughs) you're like oh yeah man that stuff's pretty serious that's like yeah we take it extremely seriously we're in a dynasty league he's like i don't even know what that is and i was like you should listen to our podcast and so you go me you (laughs) and uh so yeah see bruce is like hey Trick shot. Did you see that Leonard Fournette's done? So glad I picked up Rojo. And I'm like, I don't even know what the heck he's talking about. No <laughs> offense to see Bruce. I was like busy with work, but it's just like, yeah, I'm glad I'm living in your head rent free. 
Um, I, I obviously, I guess he uh, finals went well because he's been able to be getting up at 4 a.m. Grind, grinding game tape. So uh, respect to him. Ready. But um, he's he's putting the the cart before the horse. I'm not even done with this week. Uh, I know I, I have a, like a 50 point lead, but it's not really even that. It's 167 to 123 right now against Dylan Five. He still has some. I mean, he's still got Dylan Montgomery and well, well, the Raiders defense is kind of, I don't know what, how that's happening right now with the, the Raiders Browns game. Cause Nick Mullins is the quarterback, but somehow they're, they're in a tight game, 10 to seven <laughs> here, here almost at the end it's of the because third. it's the Raiders. It, it is the Raiders, it's the Raiders. It's the Raiders. Uh, I'm, I mean, Josh Jacobs is an anomaly to me. I mean, he has 12 carries for 38 yards, but he has two catches for 33. Oh, you what, mean, baby? <laughs> I know, but like, I'm like wondering what the heck is going on. And, um, but yeah, so, you know, I'm fingers crossed. There's four games. Well, including this game, there's four games that we have to get through. So unfortunately we're not going to really even have an idea for our Thursday's episode. Oh, we'll yeah, have a no. better picture, but it's still going to be like, eh, listen, dot, dot, I'm, dot, there's still stuff getting done. Like for my matchup with Colby, I, if, if Dalvin Cook scores 20 points, I will not know if I am advancing in playoffs in the OG league until the conclusion on Tuesday of the Rams and Seahawks game, which really screws up all the people that are in semifinals or trying to figure out because you have that drop date for Wednesday and then you have to plan everything for Thursday and forward. And that's a quick turnaround far as like thought process, especially for those of us who are thought provoking and not just doing it on the toilet beforehand. No shame, no shame. I'm just saying I have a different process. I like to kind of listen. You know, some people need that stinker tinker time. On. Okay, <laughs> they sit on the they sit on the pot. They tinker with their lineup. Make sure they get everything in order and make sure people are starting. But good God, like week 15 was horrible. Okay, from a fantasy standpoint, it really it was. My it was, soul it was, it was awful. It was cool like, to see like people score, but it's like why? Why do they throw the TD? Yeah, hands, you know? <laughs> no. Like for instance, the Bills playing. Like I know this hits home more to me than most people because the Bills, they didn't need that last second touchdown pass for just the cherry on top. They're already up like 28 to seven. But I look at that, I'm like, that's four more points at a minimum for Josh Allen. Without that, I got a decent lead. I feel better about life. But no, it had to happen. Then you have, I think it's like Cordero Patterson, Najee Harris. um, Oh my gosh, I'm blanking. Like Jamar Chase, pretty much any starting run. Oh, Alvin Kamara. Throw them in. There's like a list of eight players that you can put in. Yeah. No, I think he was one of them that are like top 10 at their position combined. Yeah. Combined made less than Travis Kelsey's 41 point output. Him him and Mark Andrews. Yeah. Him and Mark Andrews. Like they basically won weeks. They won seasons by themselves today. But anyways, like. So funny fact huh. about those between those two. So Dylan oh, five yeah, has Travis Kelsey. And I saw that and I was like, geez, he had 41 and 10. And I was like, oh, wait, I have Mark Andrews. And, um, you know, I was checking that game out. I was like, okay, he's got 12 points. All right. Awesome. Awesome. He scored a touchdown. All right. We're at 18 points. Holy crap. He just scored a second touchdown. It's 28 <laughs> points. And then I check it later. And I'm like, holy cow, he scored 35 points. All right. We're, we're, we're good here. I had Christian Kirk, which uh, by the way, uh, neither of us called the Lions winning, but I, I feel like Matt Campbell's oh just pouring just like hot coffee all over him. Dude. He's, he's on a win streak right now. The, that's just, and we can talk about that here in a second, but like this is the Cardinals doing what they do best. Oh yeah. They position themselves to clinch 
a playoff spot and not just a playoff spot, but like one of the top two, I think. Yeah. And then they get blown out by the Detroit lions who are missing. They're starting two running backs. Who's starting a guy who went to Cootstown. His name's Craig Reynolds. He sounds like he owns a car wash downtown. Okay. Like they get blown out by them. And I'm just wondering what's happening. And I hope this is just, I'm like sitting there. I'm like, this is because he misses DeAndre Hopkins, isn't it? Yeah. Bet you're throwing the ball more when he comes back. Don't you? I honestly don't know about that team. And it's, it's ridiculous because they could have moved up a position because the way that the bucks were playing, there was an opportunity there that the Packers may have lost. So it was like, you know, the Cardinals are going to be able to jump up in this. Nope. They tripped over themselves where they were even out of the blocks. Yep. And it's yeah. So injury apocalypse happened. So let, let, let's get into some news here real quick. Daniel Jones is officially placed on the IR. I feel like that's just the Giants saying, we're, we're going to position ourselves better for Kenny Pickett. I'm, I'm sorry, Bruce. <laughs> as much as it would be cool to see the Steelers, I think Kenny Pickett is going to the Giants. You know, they're saying that they're going to get a new gym and that they're going to give Danny Dimes another shot of this. No, I think they're blowing up the whole thing. <laughs> they're like, really, you signed Kenny Galladay? Okay, cool. Uh, Saquon Barkley, what happened to him? He had two top ten fantasy season his first two years and it's been complete just like ghost town since then what's going on there sterling Shepard, he's he's gone missing the offense is complete crap the defense is actually playing quite decently so i mean there's a good start there i guess for the giants but i'm just like okay Listen, what they have a, they have a solid defense and so yep. i looked up according to um sportingnews.com the current draft at order is jaguars lions Texans, Jets, Giants, Giants. Yeah. So they have two picks in the top six. So if there's a quarterback that they really want, they can easily trade up and get him. But the thing is, is the last time they traded up for a quarterback that they really wanted, it was Daniel Jones. Yep. I'm not saying that's foreshadowing, but I'm just saying they don't have a good history of trading up for quarterbacks. Yep. And I I feel like it's one of those things that you've really got to figure out the GM. And then I I think right now that the top two quarterbacks that people, I mean, I I still feel like people want Sam Howell, you know, out um, in the draft or obviously it's extremely early who who's no, I mean, we haven't played had the college football playoff yet. So who's to say that Desmond Ritter doesn't get into that conversation kind of like the, the March madness, (laughs) like with the NBA draft back in the day where it was like, Oh my gosh, look at this senior. He's kicking the crap Mm -hmm. out of everybody. And it's like, well, he's 23 and everyone else is 18. (laughs) So that may be a reason too. And so I I don't know what's going on with that, you know, quick question here, but is this really the draft class to get that like next gen, the generational quarterback that you're looking for? Because think about the names we've mentioned, Desmond Ritter. Where was he preseason? Can you, can you pick it? Where was he this preseason? Like uh, then you have the dude from uh, UNC forgot his name. Sam Sam Howell. Howell. Yeah. Where like he's fallen off a cliff. You have Spencer Rattler transferring out. Like he looks like hot garbage. Yeah, he's like, in South Carolina. And then, all and then Malik the Willis. That, exactly. Yeah. He didn't look good. He was missing wide open receivers. And like he mm-hmm. plays at Liberty. Like yep. he's just he missing open guys. Game, though. He good did. But I'm sitting here, I'm saying, like, <laughs> is this really the draft class that you want to burn a top, you know, 10 first yeah. round pick on for True. that quote unquote quarterback? I know that, but they they're it's like a high school gossip room with that group garbage 
It's like, it's like these guys are going top five, whether we want to say it or not. All of these people are like dudes (laughs) talking about, Hey, who are you going to take to the prom? And like every person they mentioned is like, dude, why? Like, why her? Like she, like she's got buck teeth. She's gorgeous other than that. But like, you know, it's like, you're trying to find out like who you want to take to the dance. And it's just, there's so many different options, but none of them are that great because mom doesn't approve. And then, and we'll talk about this more in the off season. And then there is the Deshaun Watson in the room <laughs> situation. So I was. That's watching, a very good point. I didn't even think about that. <laughs> I was watching the uh, Rich Eisen's uh, show yesterday, some of the, the highlights, and they were saying that the reason that the Dolphins did not trade for him in the weighing minutes was that out of the 22 civil suits that he had, 18 of them were to an agreement and four of them at the last minute pulled out that they, they, they did not come to a, a completion. So think about that. Two has been playing his tail off since the trade deadline. Mm-hmm. W is across the board. Seven straight. Like that nonsense is behind us. But think about that. You were four civil suits away <laughs> from Deshaun Watson being a Miami Dolphin and oh. doing what Tua did. I mean. My Devontae Parker shares would love that. <laughs> but I'm just like, that's. That's yeah. bonkers to think about. We're that... going to have a quarterback carousel episode <laughs> in the off season. So just brace yourselves because it's probably going to be kind of wild. And then, you know, you have the Carolina Panthers there. It's like, are they going to trade up? Cause uh, you know, David Tepper, he's crazy. You know, he, he wants to compete. You have the Broncos. Yeah, of course. You have and the then... Giants who have two top six first round picks. Yeah. Like imagine if you're the Texans. Mm-hmm. Oh, that just made a lot of sense. If you're the Giants, yeah. dude, no. And if you're the Giants, you're sitting there, you have two first round picks. Yeah. Why don't you look at the Houston Texans just like, hey, you Stop. want these two, like <laughs> five and six. So that would give, hold on, I'm rabbit trailing this. That would give Houston Texans the third, sixth, or third, fifth, and sixth picks in the upcoming draft. And they just need players. And, and this, this, this draft right, that is would really be the way good to do with it. just guys. Oh, I'm calling my shot. Deshaun Watson is to the Giants. Giant. <laughs> For the two first round picks right there, wrap it up. Let's go, baby. All right, let's let's pull out of the rabbit hole a little bit. Let's. But I like it down here. It's warm. <laughs> I know. Let's let's get back. Let's get back to uh, surface level here. So, the Washington football team will be without seven assistants for the game on Tuesday night. Which, by oh, the I... way, screw you, NFL, for for scheduling both games at six p.m. Who do you think you are, huh? <laughs> Bro, for real. Like, why are you doing this to people? Like, if I can't watch the Rams and Seahawks, I might have a freaking like I might stroke out, okay? It may be it may be one thing that it's a random Tuesday in September, but it's the holidays. Like the majority of the country is off, especially the demographic that you're trying to, I don't know, target maybe, maybe get target. Yeah. Put one of those suckers on Nickelodeon, be like, hey. Nickelodeon, you know, that would be awesome. So I'm watching the crap out of that at 5 p.m. Yeah, absolutely. Plus, I would I would just love to see like some slime on on any of the teams, specifically the Eagles, because they threw snowballs at Santa Claus. So they'll forever. Yeah, they deserve it. They deserve it. They really will. Anyway, so, you you know, like, screw that, man. Like they needed. uh, It's it's, you know, they they proclaim player safety and then there's the almighty dollar. The COVID protocol is going up and down. Like it's complete chaos, but you know what? You know what the owners are saying? We're in the news. I don't care. Yeah. We're in the news. 
We're circulating. That is all that matters. You, listen, this is another big rabbit hole we can jump down. Like, I just want to say one statement, then we can move on. Before the, in the before this even season started, the NFL explicitly stated, we will not reschedule games because of COVID. If you have a COVID outbreak, that's your own dang fault. You'll forfeit the game. Here we are. And we've had four games rescheduled because of COVID outbreak. Yep. The only reason why they did it is because it's week 15, because the Rams playoff hunt, they are Super Bowl contenders. They had a bunch of COVID cases. Yep. The Browns, they're a low-key Super Bowl contender just because if they get all, all the things going together, they're sneaky. Yep. Then you have oh, who else was it? It was Eagles oh, and the uh football the Eagles team. and the football team. They have like 50 combined cases between two teams, and you're sitting here saying that. You're not going to reschedule it, but you are rescheduling. And I love that Baker Mayfield's on the team that was impacted by COVID, but he called out the NFL on it. He's saying, what happened to not rescheduling games? Stick to your guns. And I I thought it was hilarious that players were calling out the Browns because they have the NFLPA president, J.C. Treader, the Mm -hmm. offensive lineman on the team, to which I would say, why don't you talk to one of your guys on your team and be like, talk hey, to why, <laughs> why aren't you in on the, the PA leadership? Because clearly there's influence there. Talk to Casey's your like, hey, you know what? I'll, I'll call up the PA and see if we can get a meeting with Roger this afternoon. Yeah, this is ridiculous. It's just crazy, man. But like, it's <clears throat> it's just it goes to show you that the NFL is all about one thing. And you said it. It's the almighty dollar. Anyways, God, we're. We're on one. That that's all right. That's all right. Um, the Buccaneers. Me. Uh, me. I'll be real. So Godwin is done for the season, ACL and MCL, mm. and then Leonard Fournette is one to two weeks. Thank you for that update, C. Bruce, buddy, <laughs> pal. Also, I'll add on to that <laughs> list that um, Mike Evans has a hamstring that was deemed week to week, but I think in a recent press report today they said it wasn't that bad, but still like. We've been down this trail before. Mike Evans and a hamstring is usually not fun. So it's all right. So just... give him a shot at Tordal. And I, I feel like Bruce Arians is um, reconsidering his thoughts on Antonio Brown. Yeah. But I mean, hey, <laughs> we'll see what happens. I guess, I'm, I mean, that's going to really just impact Tom Brady and make Rob, Gron- Rob Gronkowski. Wow. Words are hard. Make yep. his value go up. But I mean, it's just bad timing. Week 15 sucks. Once again, I'm going to title this one Week 15 sucks. Okay. Just letting the world know. Do you see a reinsertion of Giovanni Bernard in the backfield? No, because he's on IR. Oh, well, there you go. Well, who's who's the other running back besides Rojo? Keyshawn Vaughn, a wasted okay. third round pick from a couple years ago. Well, I, I, if I if I'm the running backs coach, I'm telling Vaughn, hey man, this is your this is your opportunity. It is. It's his chance. If he doesn't do it, bye, Felicia. All righty, and then uh, DeAndre Hopkins, we didn't get to cover this last week, uh, will be done until the playoffs, and then I put in parentheses, if the cards make it at this point. Um, True. So, yeah, it's 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 ridiculous. You know, they were all the pundits this morning we're talking about. Is it is it because DeAndre Hopkins is gone? Is it because Kyler Murray? Is it Cliff Kingsbury? Like, what is go- – is it COVID? Like, who is it? And it's like they're, they're <laughs> trying to find out, like – who, who killed Miss the, the muffin man? It's like, <laughs> it's just like, I just don't understand the this. Muffin man? Not the gumdrop buttons. I mean, that's basically what's going on right now with the Cardinals because this is the second year in a row. They have literally gotten themselves into position. And then they're just like, hey, it's December. Let's chill. <laughs> mm-hmm. Every freaking time. <laughs> Uh, but good news for them. Chase Edmond came off the IR. He looked 
Yeah, okay, but I mean, I mean, they got shellacked by the Lions. And talk about a team that's playing for their head coach. Another zinger at you, Urban Meyer. Look at that team. LOL. That is how a team is supposed to be playing in the first season with a new head coach. That is a disastrous team. Amon Ross St. Brown looked terrific. I don't even know who the running back was, and he went off for 100 yards. Yeah, there's the the Kootztown guy, Craig Reynolds or whatever. Yeah, Greg Reynolds, the auto part department. God, dude, it's I, like I just TJ Hawkinson wasn't playing. Like they should no. have killed that team. It should have that score should have been flipped. Yep. Okay, easily. But yeah, you get at home nonetheless. Get yep. shown up by the Detroit Lions. And then, uh, so Austin Eckler is going to be on the COVID nineteen list for Week sixteen, um, but not the COVID IR. That's a good point. Well, I saw. I just saw that earlier because I saw that the Chargers put like eight players on the list. Yeah, he was not one of them that was like on the COVID IR. I'll verify that on the sleep wrap. That's where I saw it come scrolling across that. But so I guess there's, I don't know. It's just a wait and see. And just once again, like we said, I think on Thursday's episode, just pray that it's not your star that gets struck by COVID or the COVID list, even with their new weird um, testing protocols. It's like, if you're vaccinated and asymptomatic, you're not getting tested. If you're vaccinated or if you're unvaccinated and asymptomatic, you test like once a week, like the NFL is trying to find a, a loophole, which is, you know, not showing their quote unquote player safety is supreme, but that's, that's just kind of what the NFL does best. So I'm going to try to find that real quick. Oh, wait, I found it. It said the chargers officially placed Joey Bosa, Corey Lindsley, Andre Roberts, Tavon Campbell, Trey Marshall, Chris Rump, and Kimon Hall on the COVID-19, COVID-19 reserve list. But as of now, Eckler was not on it. Right. So whatever that is, there it is. And and I think that it's the fact that I don't think people are frustrated with people going on and off the list. It was the fact of that they're trying to change the rules after everyone came into an agreement in September or <laughs> August or whenever it was. That's the issue here. It isn't the fact that people are going on and off the COVID list, but it was, you know, we're not rescheduling games. And then it was, you oh, know, no, and, and now they're trying games. to redefine their testing and their strategy. And it was like weird. It's like, well, why are we? tested yeah. people that had shots like everyone was or the uh, sorry those, those who were vaccinated it's like what Ooh, who is that puppy it's not mine that's not yours oh okay i was no. like does oakley have a girl over <laughs> <laughs> anyway so it's I, I don't know but the whole country's watching um you know i was reading an article the other day that was saying that you know, it's not just with them. I mean, in the NHL, like the Canada teams, they're mm-hmm. like half capacity. They're shutting the, stuff down. The NBA is not letting like cross border games happen. Yeah, yeah. So it's everyone's like locking down the hatches, and then of course, baseball, of course, trying to stay they in the news. <laughs> um, they're they're locked out. Their their groups are we're going to meet, but due to COVID. Uh, they're no longer going to meet. I'm, of course, I'm like that's a wink, wink from the owners going. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we just found another excuse. <laughs> oh, pretty much. So, uh, of course, baseball just once again, just living up to their name, trying to find a way to get in the news whenever it's December. We're, we're definitely going to have an episode in in uh, the offseason where I'm just literally going to crap on on the MLB for like 25 minutes. I'm here for it, guys. Just listen. The offseason is going to be a lot of fun because that's when we're not constrained by like, you know, weekly happenings. It's where we get to do whatever we want. And it's amazing. Just stick around for it. So uh, Teddy Bridgewater's in the concussion protocol. It was not pretty. Scary hit. Holy cow. It was cow. not pretty. They took his face mask and everything off. He did text his teammates afterwards saying that he's okay. But Denver's already come out and saying that Drew Locke will start next week. So, I mean, that is what it is. Um, Drew and- Drip. 
Yep. <laughs> Fantasy implications, not much will change, except everything will probably get a little bit worse. More emphasis on the running game. So there you go. Huh. In other news, um, so th- this saucy question. Oh, thank you for oh, correcting that. You're welcome. Uh, this little saucy question mm. is because well, we have to get in our uh, yes. little little hater aid. Um, I do. I gotta it's that time it. of the week. Um, is Tyler Huntley the better quarterback for Baltimore? <laughs> Guys, I did not come up with this question. Okay, this was not. A, I did not do this. I, I just did. showed up and it was there. I did, and the reason I did that is because Mark he Andrews has had his best games with Tyler uh-huh. Huntley as the quarterback versus Lamar. I, so, that's an unbiased opinion that, well, it's not unbiased. I'm very selfish. Statistically of, accurate, yeah. actually. But so what I'm going to say is this, and I have no shame in saying this, and this is why I feel more confident with my statement of Lamar Jackson could be a backup in the next two years is because Tyler Huntley is the same quarterback with a much cheaper contract who is outperforming what Lamar Jackson was doing when he was on the field. Okay. So this is more of a system than it is a player. So all those times where you're saying Lamar Jackson's like upper echelon, great tier this, about the only thing he has over everybody else is he is amazingly fast, okay? That's that's about it. Passing, he's below average in pretty much every statistical um, category. Tyler Huntley is being much more accurate and much more consistent with the passing. Like, yes, Marquise Brown had a weird 10 catch for 44 yards, but still, guess what? Completions. He, he had 10 catches and Mark Andrews had 10 catches. They had 27 targets mm-hmm. between the two of them out of the 40 passes that Tyler yeah. Huntley had. And I'm sitting here and I'm just like, you watch these games unfold. And yeah, like, sure, you can argue Lamar Jackson might have got an extra five or 10 yards running, but passing, there's no way. Like ever since he's been down and Tyler Huntley stepped in, the passing options have been doing better. They haven't been doing as well deep down the field, but the short to intermediate, it's been cash money. So, I mean, like, I look at this and I just say this is a system that works, not necessarily a player that works in the system. So, I mean, I'm just going to throw that out there. But if Tyler, like, I don't think they're going to rush Lamar Jackson back. Why would you? Tyler Huntley's balling out. The only reason why you've lost two games is because of questionable two-point conversion calls. Like the one against Pittsburgh, I get. Last, this week against the Packers? No. No, you should have just kicked the one, okay? But still, like. You have, you I have just, the, the bit best closing kicker in the country. Yep. You just so got like to get him within 50. Decade. You just got to get him within 50 yards. That, and that's not you hard hold, to do. No, you don't have to get him. I mean, inside the 50 yard line. Yeah. I, I mean, yeah, he holds it. the NFL record. It's, it's absurd. I, and you know what? Kudos to the Ravens for getting a Lamar Jackson type player. Um, yeah. I actually, I actually had the privilege to watch Tyler Huntley when he was at Utah when I was out there, oh, nice. the dude, the dude can ball. Um, and it, he, he got them to 11 wins. I, I want to point that out. Utah is a great team, but he was, they had him in the conference championship game and it was like, they were on this rise mm-hmm. and you know, people, I, I'm sure there's pundits out there or just people that are, you know, ugh, Lamar, Lamar would have been able to run more. Tyler Huntley had 13 carries for 73 yards and two touchdowns. It wasn't like he wasn't running the ball. And he had four total touchdowns, two passing and two rushing. Hey, Taylor, question for you. How many times has Lamar Jackson eclipsed that point total this year? 35? Yeah. How many times has Lamar Jackson crossed 35 points? I'm going to say twice. That's it. Twice. Oh, wow. On the entire season. I'm, I'm impressed. I got that. So, so, and I'm, but see, I'm sitting here. I'm like, okay, yeah, you're saying Lamar Jackson's this upper echelon elite tier talent. Yep. How did a backup 
from Utah outdo the vast majority of his games. And those two games where he did have that, you know, a plus 35 point performance, right. he had, I think, like over 100 rushing yards or two touch, two rushing touchdowns in those. Mm-hmm. And so I'm just sitting here, I'm just like, guys, this is not a player. This is a system that's working. And Tyler Huntley can pilot it very well. And and that's what I'm wondering about, too. If if I'm another team, like if I'm Carolina, I'm going, why can't we get him? Yeah. You know, I'm concerned that the Ravens and whatever salary cap they're figuring out for next year, because, you know, they have all these running backs that are coming back off the IR, is, you know, are they going to have to give Tyler Huntley, if, if he continues to play like this, if they give him the opportunity here the next couple of weeks? Is this an audition for him, one, for other teams, or is this more so they're going to have to take the – saints approach and do a taste of hill and be like, all right, you're going to get four years, 40 million. Yeah. Cause he's, he's, um, whatever. Hold on. What does that stand for? But anyways, he's just signed through this year. Yeah. So uh, he's, 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 oh, he's, an exclu- he's an exclusive rights free agent after this year. And I'm just like, guys, this guy is showing that he can go crazy. He probably is earning himself a contract probably in Carolina. If we're honest, <laughs> Or, I mean, or Washington. I mean, I know, I know Heineke yeah. is doing well, but I think if I had to put Heine, if I had to have Heineke or Huntley, I'm taking Huntley, in my opinion. I can respect that. I mean, Huntley is five years younger. Well, that and probably they could probably get him cheaper. I feel like Heineke is Heineke is a very good backup quarterback. I, if I had to rank him in the top 32, he would be at 34. Yeah, I can, I can, I can give you that just because, I mean, he comes in, he gets the job done and he doesn't, he doesn't make you feel like an idiot when you trot him out there. Yeah. Like he's got that little bit of gunslinger in him to where he's just going to launch the ball down the field. And that's why I love guys like Ryan Fitzpatrick, Taylor Heineke, even Tyler Huntley. They're all kind of in the same cloth of, if you put me in the game, I'm going to go for the dub. I'm not going to be cap and check down, getting five yards down the field. I'm going to push the ball. Geez. Sorry about that. There's some, Revenue yeah. going on. Yeah, I have a dog, um, so you're fine. And, and I feel like I feel like Tyler, Taylor Heineke is a, a newer version of Case Keenum. You know, um, mm-hmm. I, I feel like there's a little bit more running to his game, but that, that's kind of how I feel about on that. Ooh, here's here's an update for you. Sorry, the uh, Cleveland Browns are in the red zone and they're only trailing by six, 13 to seven right now. Wow, good for oh, them. No. Oh, no. All righty. By the way. Hi, my name is Taylor Reeves. <laughs> oh, I'm the bonjour. co-host of the Misfit Fantasy Football Podcast, and this is my co-host, Jacob Dupree, a.k.a. The Commissioner, and welcome to episode 63. And that was the longest cold open. Uh, take that, Scorsese, your 18-minute title <laughs> title card. I think we're Your on. face. Are we like 30 minutes? What, what are we at? Uh, I actually have a legit timer going, and survey says we're at 29.44. Oh, perfect timing. All righty. Well, with that, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to go to a quick commercial break. Go get yourself a Christmas tree, maybe a nice cup of hot cocoa, maybe maybe a glass of milk. By the way, I went to Walmart yesterday. There was no Christmas trees. So I was was happy because I was like, I don't need that. (laughs) At the same time, I was like, I need Christmas trees. But I I respect that. Or if you're in my case, go get yourself a nice cup of like peppermint peppermint schnapps to make it through the night because Dalvin Cook's going to start playing here in a little bit. And Boy, howdy. I looked at my dog the other day. I grabbed Oakley by the side, like just kind of gently. I looked at him. I said, Oakley, tomorrow it's Dalvin time. He looked at me. His eyes were wide and he's like, oh no. I'm like, yes, it's time. All righty. Well, with that, we're going to go to a quick commercial break and we'll be right back after this. Hey, look at that. Harrison Bryant caught a touchdown. Uh, now the COVID-filled Cleveland Browns are beating the mostly healthy Las Vegas Raiders 14-13. 
And welcome back to the Misfit <laughs> Fantasy Football Podcast, episode 63. Um, yeah, so I guess when you get into some sort of recap, but we're also going to do some new stuff because we just... Uh, everyone, let's be honest. This week's <laughs> slate of games yeah. was garbage, um, to, to, to put it lightly. And, and I feel bad for everyone that got injured, but also at the same time, it just like really put a drag on the playoffs, <laughs> which we'll talk more about on the Thursday's episode, but. Oh, Hey, fun fact for you. Um, oh, okay. this past week, past like Sunday slate of games, uh-huh. uh, they only scored 40 touchdowns, which is the least I think in the past it's either 10 or 40 years. Yep. So that's why your fantasy scores are most likely in the toilet. Which is the reason I'm concerned that the league is going to go into a lockout themselves because they're going to complain about going to 17 games. They're like, this is the reason why, to which I would be like, uh, we're, we're in week 15. Like everyone plays week 15 every, every, every year. Like it's, yeah. it's been that way for 50 years. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's going to, it's going to be interesting if they get to 18 games or if they get more teams if. or what's going on. And I'm just like, okay. Alrighty. So let's let's get in this recap here a little bit. Um what did we what did we agree upon? Because a lot of all the notes that I had written for this, granted, was last week. And so a lot of the games that we had scheduled were rescheduled, and we're not gonna so, have the full slate done. So I'm like, I, I feel like we just need to pick some out. What do you think? I mean, I, I feel like Okay, so let's just put it this way. We'll just alternate games going down and then call out what's interesting. Okay. So I'll start off. Kansas City, the Chargers. Uh, Justin Herbert still balled out. Austin Eckler, even on 50% carries, balled out. Pat Mahomes looks better, still not necessarily himself. Uh, the Chiefs running game, just stay away from it. I'm sorry. Mm. Other than that, it's back to normal. There's nothing from that game that stands out other than just avoid the backfield for the Chiefs. Um, yeah, we can move on. <laughs> um, so the next game, so obviously the, the Raiders and Browns did not happen Saturday as it's nope. currently going on, which, by the way, I'm sure a lot of people are probably thinking right now, are they ad-libbing this right now or, or did they plan this? Dot, dot, dot. Totally ad-lib. YOLO swag, baby. Also, Derek Carr just threw a pick, and the Cleveland Browns have the ball again. It's going to happen. They're going to lose. But by, by the way, we um, we're we're not going to get in trouble for that, right? Like trademarking? No, we're we're just discussing it. Um, no, no, we didn't do anything. So the uh, the Colts beat the Patriots, which was a shocker because th- these two have been at it for twenty years, and especially with the Tom Brady documentary coming out, and they have a run. They literally have a run. <laughs> Tom Brady as a running record throughout the documentary of the Manning versus Brady record. That's funny. (laughs) So to think that the Colts and Patriots already didn't hate each other enough, it, it went to a whole nother level and it it, it cracks me up because I don't think a lot of people knew that this game was happening Saturday. And then it was like, Oh yeah, that totally happened. And it was like, yeah, there was fist fights and everything else. And it was like, Hey, this is the heartland screw you, Boston and yada, yada, yada. Um, Jonathan Taylor did Jonathan Taylor things, uh, 29 carries 170 yards and a touchdown. Uh, Carson Wentz was five of 12 for 57 yards, but guess what? They didn't need it. They won 27 to 17. My uh, pick of the new England Patriots defense. It held up sort of, they, uh, they had nine points and they were 20th in the league. Uh, spoiler alert for my sleeper picks, but (laughs) Mac Jones. I mean, I mean, he was 26 of 45, 299, two touchdowns and two 
to pick. So, you know, I, I feel like Belichick is going, you know, turnovers, turnovers, turnovers. It's a 10 point game. You're in Indianapolis. Um, the Colts have a lot of juice going in and that's mm-hmm. a scary team. And if they get a, they get a home playoff game, right? No. Cause the Titans, do they play again against each other? Mm, I don't think no. Okay. Well, I was six to say, I was like at the Colt. Well, they, they could still potentially win the division. No. Okay. So it's, unless right. the Tennessee Titans just keep losing, but either way that, that is a, that is a sleeper pick in my opinion for away team winning. Hey, the Taylor, the playoffs. Yep. Who, who is currently the number three quarterback on the week? Uh, it's a trap question. You want me to tell you? Yeah. It's a quarterback who went 18 of 38 doing his best Lamar Jackson impersonation uh, and then had 15 carries for 71 yards and a touchdown. That's right. It's one Cameron Newton who sucked. It hurts your eyes to watch that game, but yet he is the number three quarterback in his quote-unquote efforts to lead the Carolina Panthers against the Buffalo Bills, which they got destroyed 31 to 14. Josh Allen didn't look great. Once again, I think that foot was kind of pulling him back a little bit, but nothing special. Uh, Devin Singletary, they came out and said that they trust him as their lead back. I think I buy into it. It's been now, I think it's two weeks in a row where he's kind of showed himself as useful. I think he's a guy plus Zach Moss was inactive yet again. Um, Wide receivers for the Carolina Panthers just don't. Like, I don't want to start anyone on that team for the rest of the year because they play New Orleans and then Tampa Bay. Yeah, New Orleans, Tampa Bay, and yeah, that's the next two games. It's gross. Don't do it. For the Bills, Josh Allen, he like he ripped my heart out with that last-second touchdown when they are already winning 24-14. to 14. I'm like, why, Senior Allen? Why? But he threw it to not Stephon Diggs. He threw it to Gabe Davis, who had five for 85 and two touchdowns, which he's a solid streaming option, flex option. Dawson Knox didn't have a great day, but he didn't crack your team because he's a tight end. But no big takeaways from this game. Just stay away from your Panthers. Keep starting your Buffalo Bills. I just give kind of a running back two nod to Devin Singletary now. Um, so another interesting game here was the Niners and the Falcons. Uh, Debo Ugh. Samba looked great. He had Ugh. six carries for 29 yards and a touchdown. He had four catches for 60 yards doing Debo things. Greg Kittle, six of six, 93 yards. Um, the, the 49ers at eight and six, that is a scary team. And the reason I bring that up is because I want to talk about the Cowboys game because everyone's like, oh, yeah, look at this defense. They dominated. Diggs has his 10th interception. That is great. But what about the offense? And you're not going to see a lot against the NFC East right now. And I'm concerned, and I'll use an analogy. How in the world is the Dallas Cowboys not the Iowa Hawkeyes right now? We talked about this last week. (laughs) I know, but that's what I'm saying, though. They (laughs) – Like, if they play the 49ers, that's going to be a close game. Because guess what? They can play offense, and Kyle Shanahan can just churn that sucker out. It doesn't matter what the defense is. Because guess what? They've been facing tough defenses. The Rams, the Seahawks, yeah. And then the Cardinals, of course. And so it's just like if the Cowboys match up with anyone out in the NFC West, which that's probably what's going to happen, it's it's going to be rough. It's going to be rough. And I know they won 21-6 to six and the defense looked great, but I'm like the Giants gave up in October. So <laughs> it's like what are, we, what are we talking about here? Hey, 
I, I'm just saying, everyone needs to to cool off. I know they're ten and four. That's terrific. You know, this is ten and four. The Cardinals. Exactly. Speaking of the Cardinals, they lost to the Detroit Lions thirty to twelve, and they looked like hot doo doo. Yep. Like James Conner and uh, Chase Edmonds. Yeah, Chase Edmonds. They split carries pretty much. James was eight for thirty nine. Chris, God, Chase, not Chris. Chase was six for fifty three. Um, next week you can't, I, I don't trust really either of them. I know that they have a little bit of an easier matchup with the Indianapolis Colts <laughs> easier quote unquote. I don't really would trust either of those running backs. I know James Conner carried you this far, but you can't no. not ever seeing that against the Detroit lions, uh, Christian Kirk, AJ green, start them both. It's going to flip flop. Who's good. Who's not good. Zach Ertz, I actually think, is probably the number one target in that offense right now. And I think it showed it last game. He was six catches on 11 targets for 74 yards. Then for the resurgence, Detroit Lions, Jared Gurf, 21 of 26, 216, three touchdowns. Uh, he's actually placed on the COVID list today. Um, quickly moving on, Craig Reynolds, the guy from Cootstown, the guy who owns the car wash down the road, uh, he had 28, 26 carries for a buck 12. If he's still on your waivers, pick him up because if Jamal Williams nor DeAndre Swift is back, He's just going to be a solid flex. Then my preseason love, Amon Ross St. Brown. Eight catches for 11 targets, 90 yards and a touchdown. My man, keep starting him. He's getting the target load and he's just, he's the guy to play. And plus they play Atlanta next week. Come on. Play Atlanta, that, play him. If, if I am, if I was a degenerate gambler, I'm watching that game with a bucket of popcorn and Buffalo wigs. <laughs> I'm just saying like that, that game sounds appetizing. You're like, Oh, Wait, that that could be interesting. If I was in an airport and a layover, I'm like, that's the game I want to watch. You could get sauced to that game real quick. Oh, yeah. And um, I, I don't want to bring up a wound here. Um, Too late. Yeah, the, the Bengals and, and Broncos. The, the <clears throat> Bengals won 15-10. to 10. Jamar Chase, one catch on four targets for three yards. Joe Barrow, 15-22, 157, and a touchdown. He had five carries for 25 yards. I don't know what happened in this game because we, it was just, we don't have the NFL Sunday ticket, but whatever happened, it happened, and we're moving on. As Coach would used to say, it happened, and we're moving on. Yep. Uh, <laughs> I I really – I'm just going to chime in because it's Jamar Chase. You're still starting him every week. This week, Joe Burrow had 101 yards with no touchdowns before Tyler Boyd was randomly wide open for a 56-yard touchdown. So it's not like this offense was humming and Jamar Chase was just non-existent, okay? So you're still starting him. I know it's a little scarier now, but you're going to start Jamar Chase. Like, if I make it through next week in OG, you're dang straight he's staying in my lineup, okay? Just keep playing him even though it hurts. All righty, and then the next game we have here, we have the Texans versus the Jaguars. Um, two, two names to look at, Brandon Cooks, my goodness. Yeah. Boy, does he show that he is still a number one wide receiver in the league. Seven catches, 102 yards, and two touchdowns for a team that's 3-11 and 11 right now. Hmm. That that man right there, he, he goes into work with his lunch bell and is like, all right, time to get to work. I understand. Yep, I get it. I am the offense. All right. And then on the Jacksonville side, the first game without Urban Meyer. Um, I want to talk. Can we just like make him like the garbage man? Because I don't even want to mention his name. This okay. is not good. The garbage man. So uh, Daryl Bevel, uh, he he did the right thing and, and gave the ball to James Robinson. He had 18 carries for 75 yards and a touchdown. Then he had three catches for 13 yards. Uh, once again, was the offense 
glad to see he was he was reinserted. And honestly, I feel like it was a nice cushion there for Trevor Lawrence. Trevor Lawrence, based on the highlights that I've seen, obviously they're highlights, uh, but he looked comfortable uh, for the first time in a, in a very long time. 22 of 38, 210 yards, five carries, 21 yards. No touchdowns, but also no turnovers. And, and I think that's a good spot. And, and I think you can build from this in December going into the off season, looking for your new head coach slash GM or whoever it is and whatever. I hope it's, I hope it's just Daryl Bevel. I really do. I hope it's just Daryl Bevel. Yeah. But I, I mean, they, they got to figure Yeah. And, and that, that, that was pretty much it. Um, for that. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll talk about my boys real quick. Miami Dolphins defeated the New York Jets with such a happy smile with the last second Touchdown pass to Devontae Parker, who was one of my sleepers. He was uh, currently number 12. Foreshadowing. But Tua Tungabolo, I mean, he didn't do good. He threw two picks, but yet he was still serviceable. That defense kept him in the game, even though they let the Jets do more than expected. But, I mean, it's it's the Dolphins. Next week, Jalen Waddle's coming back, so I think Devontae Parker's time in the sun has probably passed, but you never know because last time he was on the field with Jalen Waddle, he had – five catches for 62 yards. So it's not like, you know, he was complete garbage. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mike Jacecki was solid five of eight for 43 yards. The Jets, they showed some signs of life, but still don't start anybody. Because Zach Wilson was still, you know, statistically not backs, just stay far away. Wide receivers stay far away. I mean, whenever you had your leading wide receiver had one catch for 26 yards. We lost no, you for sorry. a sec. Oh God, really? Again? Yeah, you were, you were ranting about Zach Wilson. Sorry. I hate technology. Don't start any jets. How about that? I summed it up real fast. Okay. I appreciate that. All righty. <laughs> welcome. Move, moving on. All right. The, the Steelers kept their playoff hopes alive, winning against the Tennessee Titans, 19 to 13. Uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I don't, I don't really know what to talk about this game other than the kickers. And we, we don't have kickers in these leagues. So right because i believe in you know people having fun so i mean i mean that's that, that pretty much tells you the day i mean maybe Devonte. uh uh oh wait not Devonte. dante deontay yeah deontay foreman had 22 carries 108 yards he had two catches for 27 yards that was the highlight of the day Najee had a terrible game deontay johnson was yeah he had five catches for 38 yards that was the top wide receiver for the steelers which is absurd uh, Pat Frymuth had four catches for 37 yards and Ben was a whopping 16 of 25, 148 yards, three carries and a touchdown. Um, this is the epitome of de- definition of defensive football and, <laughs> but it worked for them. So good for yeah. the Steelers. They're staying in the playoff hunt. And once again, the Titans are just like hot and cold. I don't yeah, know what they're doing. They're one and three in their past four games with losses to Houston Texans. Right? We'll start yeah. there. Yeah. Lost to the Patriots. Then uh, they just lost to the Steelers. The only team they've beaten this mix was the Urban Meyer led, or sorry, the garbage man led Jacksonville Jaguars. Okay. This team is stumbling all over themselves, and it wouldn't shock me because their next three games is against the 49ers, which they're probably going to lose. The Dolphins, which the Dolphins are, they're salty. Okay. Not because I'm a Dolphins fan, but because they've ripped off seven in a row, I believe. Then they play the Texans. Okay. The Texans are just looking to screw their division mate. And so I could definitely see them losing the last three if they're not careful. All righty. So moving what, in. What games left? We, we yeah. got 
Well, we have two more left, and then the Browns Raiders game just went final. Just wow. so I, I think we need to cover it. Breaking news, everybody. We had a game Do-do-do. literally go final <laughs> while we were recording. Uh, so let's go down to the field, Jacob. Uh, Jacob, can you give us an update down in Cleveland? Excuse me, ma'am. I need you to step six feet away from me. This is COVID Central. Get away. Um, yeah, Jacob, are just- you okay down there? Are no, okay? actually, I had a baseball bat. It feels like it's ground zero down here. I think the zombies are about to start coming out from the field, but it's fine. I just saw Dan Carlson kick a 48-yard game-winning field goal. Cash money. Las Vegas Raiders go home victors. Like, upper inflection question mark. Ooh. Derek Carr was not good. Josh Jacobs was not good. Uh, nobody was good on that team. Foster Moreau, actually. Seven catches for 65 yards. And you look over to Cleveland, led by the one, the only Nick Mullins, Almost pulled off, I guess, an upset. Uh, he did nothing special. Nick Chubb was 23-91 for a touchdown. No one else you would have started and been happy with. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, Josh Jacobs had 15 carries for 52 yards. Uh, Nick Chubb had 23 carries for 91 yards and a touchdown. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, why is this Baker Mayfield's fault? And why should he be <laughs> carried out on a uh, rail out of Cleveland? Because that's all I've been hearing for, for, for four months. Just I don't know like. why, because he's been the quarterback that led them to their first winning season in, I don't know, like, what, 15 years? <laughs> <laughs> he's better than what you had, people, okay? Be happy. Let's, let's run through the other two games. Do you want to do New Orleans-Tampa or Green Bay and Baltimore? I'll let you choose. I'll take New Orleans, Tampa, because uh, I'll, I'll let you have a little Tyler <laughs> Huntley love a little bit longer. So there you go. I respect that. Uh, the Green Bay Packers won 31 to 30 over the Baltimore Ravens, although it wasn't for Tyler Huntley because Tyler Huntley did his best. 28 to 42, 15, two touchdowns, 13 carries for 73 yards and two more touchdowns. The running backs for the Baltimore Ravens, you don't want to start them anymore because it was an even Steven split between Latavius Murray, Devonta Freeman. Neither of them stood out. I mean, if anyone, Latavius Murray did better with seven carries for 48 versus Devonta's six for 22. It just, it wasn't pretty. Don't start either of them next week once you get to the semifinals. Um, Wide receivers, Marquise Brown, 10 for 43. He's just the number one guy in that thing that Tyler Huntley was just hyper-targeting. And Mark freaking Andrews, 10 catches for a buck 36 and two touchdowns. Man, that guy's guy's saucy. We'll, We'll actually talk about him here in a little bit. For the Packers, we have Aaron Rodgers, one of the leading MVP candidates, 23 of 31, 268, three touchdowns. Um, Aaron Jones, he had 15 total touches for 70 total yards and a touchdown. Then A.J. Dillon had – sorry, I'm doing fast math. He had 35 yards on eight touches and a touchdown. So, I mean, still a good spot, spot starter. I think the story was Marquez Valdez-Scantling being five for 98 and a touch. That's that's awesome. If he can continue to be that steady number two option, that team is scary – that is it from this game. Tyler Huntley's better than Lamar Jackson. JK, even I'm not that crazy, but it's a system quarterback. Just saying. All righty. So we had the snoozer known as uh, the New Orleans Saints against Tampa Bay for the Sunday football game. Uh, New Orleans as someone won- playing Alvin Kamara, I disagreed. It was exciting, and I loved every second of it. Just saying. The Saints won nine to nothing. Um, I mean, you're still starting Taysom Hill and Alvin Kamara, even though they had disastrous games. Same thing for Tom Brady. Uh, Chris Godwin, you know, he had a good game. Six catches for four nine yards before the injury, unfortunately. Uh, Leonard Fournette had nine carries for 34 yards, seven catches for 33 yards. Before the injury. Um, <laughs> before the injury. Oh, yeah. That's, wow. Gronk had two catches out of his 11 <laughs> targets. That's. Yeah. And they Marquez Callaway. Yeah. What? 
I'm sorry, they had Gronk locked up. I was I was yeah. watching that game and they did very well in him. So uh, Marquez Callaway had six catches out of nine targets for 112 yards. I want to point out that That's Taysom Hill threw for a total of 154. Oh snap! Did not <laughs> see that. Wow. So yeah, he was definitely the offense for the Saints, but. Hey, it was enough. They kept their playoff hopes alive, very much like the Pittsburgh Steelers. It's a very prideful town, and they're going to fight till the bitter end. And once again, Tom Brady can't seem to get this Saints thing off his back, monkey, monkey off his back. So I'm sure he's it's okay. He's only won seven Super Bowls, but yeah, you know, it's, no bigs. it's the New Orleans Saints that's going to be like in his crawl in the middle of the night, being like, "Dad, come it!" God, I hate I don't it even have Drew Brees. Like, what the heck? I hate it when stuff's in my crawl. That's miserable. Alrighty, and that was the week 15 recap. Um, the sleeper picks were, yeah, um, that they, they did okay. Um, but we still have a lot of players that are still like to be determined because we thought they were gonna be done. Like we actually chose people from Saturday hoping, you know, hey, you know, they'll, they'll be done or Sunday, but no, they're for being real played Monday and now on Tuesday and potentially Wednesday, but um yeah, oh, not it, at all. We yeah, don't know yet. If they play Wednesday, um, it, it'll it'll be uh, bedlam it'll be apocalyptic oh that brings me in a commissioner conundrum we'll talk about it later like, they can be like two second one just just yeah mean, so i mean oil. jacob dupree is going to be burning the uh mm. the midnight oil trying to figure out oh geez what are we going to do here yeah because you have to move the the waiver wire pickup back a day i i mean oh boy i don't well, want to be in your position to the conundrum out. that it brings me in is because yeah. what if and this is a very real possibility they cancel the um Rams Seattle game because oh, that would give me a default win over Colby because he did not have a chance to have those two players play oh, what I would probably end up and I can't just say like yeah well like because it's a running back if there's another running back on your roster we'll just put his score in there and you have another defense with that score in there because I can't do that because if one guy's in a flex I'll listen on Thursday we'll hear what I would have probably done hopefully the game happens on Tuesday Kind Gosh, of. I really hope now that they get canceled. <laughs> I want, I want to see chaos. <laughs> I respect that. I do. Uh, I'll list my sleepers real quick. Uh, to a of Iloa, even though he was hot due to this was a state of week fifteen in the NFL, he was still the number nine quarterback as of the time of this recording. And I know Derek Carr, and I know Case or Nick Mullins didn't pass him, so he's still number nine. Deonta Foreman versus Pittsburgh was the number eight running back on the week. I feel good about that. Uh, wide receiver, Devontae Parker was the number 12 guy on the week. Wide receiver one. I am stoked about him, especially that last second touchdown. Van Jefferson, we will maybe see. I don't know. Ricky Seals-Jones, he ain't had a chance to play yet, and he might not even play. Uh, Las Vegas versus Cleveland, I just looked it up. The Raiders defense was number 24 on the week. Oh, boy. Yep. So my Patriots defense was uh, 20th. The, uh, I had Ben Roethlisberger as my quarterback. He was 16th. Um, Sony Michelle is my pick if Henderson doesn't start. Rashard Penny, but those are TBD. Michael Gallup was the number 46 wide receiver. And Pat Frymuth, number 13 tight end. So missing half of the game with a concussion. He was, he was their like number yeah. one target. Okay. That he broke was. my heart really was oh boy all righty um i I think you think you have like a a special segment that we're gonna do now that we're unveiling and i will say that the goldmine game of the week of houston versus jacksonville was actually pretty solid okay laquan treadwell didn't sink your team james robinson got you i think top 15 production like it was it was muy bueno 
Are you getting a notepad out for this? No, I'm, I'm just kind of reorganizing the desk here. I'm trying to. Uh, okay. So this section is called the Dynasty Would You Rather. Okay. okay. So basically, okay. I picked out two players that are of same or similar vein or thought process, or like ask you who, who would you rather have right now in a trade package or just in general. Okay. Okay. So, and I'll give everything as a per game stat. So that way, nothing <laughs> is really, you know, up in the air, confused or anything like that. Oh boy. All right. Are you ready for the first one? I'm good to go, okay. amigo. So first player, he's <laughs> two years in the league, and this probably already give away a little bit. Two years in the league as a quarterback. He has oh my god, where'd he go? There it is. So on his career, he has an average of 19 completions per game on 29.6 attempts. Completion okay. percentage 67-1. Touchdown percentage is 1.25. But his catch is that he runs the ball just a smidge bit as – oh, there's – oh, my God. I hate it when stuff is going good and then all of a sudden it doesn't because it disappears. If only we had an executive producer who could come on the show and, oh. and support it. That would be fantastic. But anyways, so <clears throat> Home Slice Series basically – we'll just say 20 completions on 30 attempts for just about 200 yards a game and over a touchdown per game. Okay, passing. He also averages 30 yards rushing and a touchdown. The next guy he has as a rookie. There's, a, there's another one. First off, do you have any semblance of a clue of the first guy? I think it's Justin Herbert. Hmm. Good guess, but no. <laughs> this guy is a rookie quarterback. Okay. okay. Step in the right direction. He This year, he is averaging 21 completions on about 31 attempts. So the same ratio. 69% completion percentage, averaging 226 yards per game, 1.29 touchdowns, but he does not run the ball ever. Player B has a better coach, better team. Player A is more pivotal for his team's success. Do you have a guess on who player B is? Mac Jones. Ding, ding, ding. Winner. Player B is Mac Jones. Yes. Player A is? Joe Burrow? Tua Tunga Bailoa. Oh, dad, it. <laughs> so... Would you rather have on a dynasty team, whether it be single quarterback, super flex, two quarterback, whatever, Tua Tunga Bailoa, who is averaging 20 less passing yards per game, but yet the 20 rushing yards? Yeah. Would you rather have Tua or Mac Jones, who is in a better coaching and team standpoint, but as far as offensive production, he's probably not going to have the same ceiling as Tua? I, I have always been about the consistent ship. You know me with my teams. It's like it's just just keep it consistent. So I'm going with Mac Jones on this, even though two has got that got the higher ceiling. I've always been about consistency. See, I feel like I would go with Tua just because, <clears throat> not because I'm a Dolphins guy, but because the fact that he could be on the move somewhere is kind of exciting. But also, if he stays there, it's still exciting because I think we've shown him take we've seen him take the next step to be a halfway decent quarterback in the NFL. Okay, I would love but, to see him in Carolina. Oh, that'd be hot. DJ I would Moore, actually be Robbie Anderson, CMC coming out of the backfield. I, I think he would even be productive with Chuba Hubbard. Oh, God, yeah. All right, so our next player comparisons between two rookie running backs this year. There you okay. go, a free one. They are in the same division, okay? Oh, dear. Player A, he has missed a couple games because of injury. Also just kind of get his feet under him. He's averaging 11 rushes for about 41 yards per game. His thing is receiving yards. He averages – about four and a half targets a game, three catches for 28 yards. Okay. So basically he's hitting about 
13 touches for 68 yards. Do you have a guess on player A, rookie running back? Michael Carter? It's a good thought. Player B. <laughs> he has not really started as many games as player A, but he is at, he has 11 carries on average for 46 and a half. With the receiving game, he's not really involved. But player B, better team, but they always use multiple running backs. Player uh, A, worst team, probably yeah. going to be more used in the passing game starting mm. next year. Who do you know what player B is? I think it's Ramondre Stevenson. You are actually correct on both of these. It is Michael Carter versus Ramondre Stevenson. Who would you rather have? The running back for the crappy team who's most likely going to get more involved with the passing game next season as they review game film? Or Ramondre Stevenson, who's on a team with Damian Harris and the evil genius himself who uses like 90 different running backs every game? I'll I'll go back to what we've always said on this podcast going back to to April and May, (laughs) which Dayton says, do not trust a New England Patriots running back. So I'm going with Michael Carter on this. And and, and just because they're on a crappy team does not mean they're not a productive running back. Uh, CC James Robinson, screw you, Urban, you trash can. 100%. I definitely, I actually agree with you on this one because I feel like as Michael Carter gets more involved and Zach Wilson evolves as a quarterback, he's going to get more of the passing downs work and receptions are king in half PPR and PPR leagues. All right. I'll give give you like, you know, one and a half out of two. You're, you're, You're tracking true. Okay. Okay. All right. So now we're going to move into wider is very exciting. I don't know what's going on, but I'm like giddy right now. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, oh my God, it's fun. What's happening? Like we're picking out a ring. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Technology, you've let me down again. Ah, there he is. All right. Well, let's be honest. It wouldn't be a Misfit Fantasy Football podcast without if it internet were, difficulties. If it works smoothly, I would question like why are like why are we here? Okay. Me, me being in a top ten metropolitan area, <laughs> and, and and you being, uh, well, I, I mean, relatively metro area rural, for Oklahoma, rural Oklahoma. We'll, we'll say that. All right, player rural. A. It's roll, roll. <laughs> player A, rookie wide receiver. His per game statistics. Okay, he is averaging just under four catches a game for about 54 yards. Uh, and he has four touchdowns on the whole year. That just makes life easy. Okay. Okay. His current situation is his quarterback. His quarterback is fluid. We don't know where, who it's going to be in the future. Ooh. Do you have a guess on who this player is? Oh, is it, is it Jalen Waddle? This guy's averaging four catches a game. Just oh. under. Najee Harris. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> Pat Fryermuth. No, he's a tight end. Dead coming. Oh man. I'll let you. I'll let you stew on it, and I'll jump over to the next guy. Okay. Okay. So this next guy, he's been in the league for two years, and I'll give you his career averages. Okay. So this guy is averaging four catches on six targets, like right on the nose, for 51 yards, and he has five touchdowns this year. So that means he's having a little bit of a breakout. Do you have an idea of who a uh, player B is? Second year wide receiver. And I would say his quarterback and team situation is much better, but he was not drafted to be the number one. Ooh. But he was drafted ahead of one of his second year teammates. That's a good hint for you. Oh, man. Jerry Judy? Nope. 
Player A is Devonta Smith. Oh, who has 50 see, carries. I, I, I don't, I don't watch Hiddle games for obvious reasons. He has 50 catches that, that for 700. Been a Green question because he, he follows Jalen hurts more than I do. Gross. He has 50 catches for 701 yards on the year with four touchdowns. But yet, as we read off the per game, yeah. you know, under four catches and 54 yards is not very consistent. Gotcha. The other guy is, do you have any guess? Jalen Rager. I wish Michael <laughs> Pittman. Oh, see, so this, we don't get a lot of Colts games down here. <laughs> I don't either. So this guy, he has 68 catches on 889 yards with five touchdowns this year, but he has more of a solid situation, but yet there's constant talk of they're going to add somebody to be the wide receiver one. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, Devonta Smith was drafted to be the number one wide receiver with a very fluid quarterback and a fluid team situation. Mm-hmm. Who would you rather have on your dynasty team? I feel like with the way that the offense is being played, I'd rather have Devonte Smith only because even though Michael Pittman is the number one wide receiver for the Indianapolis Colts, they literally threw 12 passes and completed five of them <laughs> against the Patriots. And they won because they have a workhorse in Jonathan Taylor. I feel like it's kind of the same argument that's going on with the Tennessee Titans because it was like, Ooh, yeah. Julio Jones is going to be great for AJ Brown. Well, they have neither right now. True. So I, I feel like I would rather take the the points, even though that he may get snapped like a pretzel. <laughs> Fun fact for you, Michael Pittman. Michael Pittman was drafted two spots ahead of Jonathan Taylor. Wow. I personally would rather have Michael Pittman because he has the stereotypical red zone threat body, at least. I mean, yep. he's tall. He is sitting here. AKA at, Des Bryant. <laughs> he's 6'4, 223. Okay. Jeez. He's, he's a, a big bigger, dude. He's a bigger Plus, dude. Plus, I would rather have the better well, quarterback like situation on. from the team that it's going to be consistently yeah. com- competitive with everybody. Plus, I just trust that he can stand the test of time a little bit better. But I just I like Michael Pittman a lot. He's kind of my main my main crush. But I okay. ain't got no shame with that. Okay. Kay. Okay. This one is a little bit edgier, and okay. this one I will throw in the caveat with. Actually, no, no caveat because according to Keep Trade Cut. The rookie running back I'm about to mention is more valuable than the fifth-year professional? Yes. There you go. That's another hint for you, okay? Okay. So the (laughs) – I know. You will love every second of this. You act like these are good hints. They are, dude. Yeah, I know. I know. I know. One of them is – an okay, this is an elite fifth-year running back versus a rookie running back this year. The elite fifth-year for – the year 2021 is averaging just under 20 carries a game for just under a hundred yards per game with just under one touchdown per game. He also is averaging about three catches for another 21 yards every game. Okay. So that means he's well over a hundred yards per game with about 25 combined touches. The rookie, this is a very easy one for you. I feel like is splitting time with a fellow from the same draft class, I believe as the fifth year elite running back. Who is average? He, this rookie is averaging 12 carries for 58 yards. Not really involved in the passing game as much. He's averaging about two and a half catches a game. Do you have a guess on who the elite runner is? Are you talking about Zeke? Nope. Good guess, though. Good guess, though. Older. Oh, older than Zeke. See, I was thinking like Zeke, Joe Mixon, Dad Gilman. To give you a very blatant and blunt like hint here, I will be screaming at my TV hearing about three minutes ago for this player to kick butt. Oh, Dalvin cook. 
Dalvin freaking Cook, or the rookie who's splitting time with the elder incumbent. Alexander Madison? Javante Williams. Oh, man, would, I'm killing it today. <laughs> would you rather have Javante or Dalvin Cook starting next season? Javante. Por qué? Why? Uh, I mean, I feel like running, like you said, running backs start hitting their shelf, and, and you, I feel like, have had three stomach ulcers pop in like the last month with Dalvin cook, but you as a veteran fantasy owner know like, okay, Dalvin cook, I know his tendencies. Let's get all of his backups. I think Colby's like plan going into this year is really working, (laughs) which is I'm getting every San Francisco 49er running back on my team. So, I mean, if you have that strategy, that's what you need to figure out. And, And so that's the reason why, whereas I feel like Javante Williams, a workhorse very similar to Melvin Gordon. That's the route that the team is currently going. But as we all know, uh, Black Monday is right around the corner where <laughs> NFL coaches can be cut. And I know Vic Fangio is coaching his tail off right now, trying to keep that team playoff contention. But I honestly don't think he's going to make it, even though the team's playing well. Ish. Um, I think well-ish. that I personally, for one no i can't do it i would rather have javante williams but i feel like if you're trading dalvin cook to someone who has javante you're still trying to see if you can get a first from him because dalvin cook will will still have value next year but he's a guy who don't get don't be left holding the bag okay while he has value trade him like i'm i'm going to probably try to trade him this offseason but it's not going to be for a cheap price yeah because i still know he's going to be valuable as long as he's getting the workhorse role Okay, the last one, since we're at an hour eight, would you rather talk about quarterback, wide receiver, or tight end? Let's go to tight end. We, have, we haven't hit a tight end yet, so. Okay, tight end. This is going to be their per-game averages over their current careers. Okay. Player A, 4.1 catches for 53.7 yards and .5 touchdowns per game. Oh Player B. 4.1 catches for 60.5 yards with 0.1 touchdown. What what's the uh, age difference between the two? What what's the what's the career? Uh, player A is 26. Player B is 21. Okay. Um, in a situation where it's basically a tie between the two, I, I take the younger player. So I'm taking player B. So you're telling me right now that you'd rather have Kyle Pitts over Mark Andrews next year. Oh, yep. There it is. There's the trap. Oh gosh. Why? So I'll make a case for both guys here. Mark Andrews. He is a steady, consistent man. He does what he wants. He gets steady Eddie. As long as he's getting those intermediate targets, he will pull them down. Yep. Kyle Pitts. He has an older quarterback. So next year he's most likely going to have a new quarterback waiting in the wings. Yeah. But he will probably be the number one guy because we don't know what's happening with Calvin Ridley right now. So, would, I mean, you're basically choosing between Mark Andrews or probably a more athletic Mark Andrews. I mean, you probably Who would you have, rather have. I mean, you probably have maybe six more good years, six to seven more years of Mark Andrews. I mean, what Travis Kelsey is doing right now, and even Gronk, like Gronk mm-hmm. is having a resurgence in his own career, in his own right. Uh, I, I still think I'm going to go with the younger guy because Kyle has shown glimpses. I mean, like he had a 130 point, uh, 30 yard game a couple of weeks ago. And I understand sure. it's been kind of up and down, but I think Kyle is kind of on the rise and I feel like Mark is right now in his prime. So I, I would take Kyle because 
you can build something in a dynasty. Now, if it's a money league, oh yeah, I'm going Mark Andrew. I'm going for what I know, bread and butter. I feel like I personally would rather go with Mark Andrews because tied into such a commodity, like I traded a 2023 first, a 2022 second for TJ Hawkinson. I regret every second of it first off. Um, I would rather have the guy who is building it. It it, is true. Give it it a minute. Okay. Then here's a question. Would you rather have TJ Hawkinson, a guy who we have seen do it for three years, who's probably a better comparison. TJ Hawkinson versus Kyle Pitts. Who would you rather have? Because both of them are probably going to have different quarterbacks next year. Both of their wide receiver situations are very ambiguous. Who Mm -hmm. would you rather have between Hawkinson and Pitts? Once again, we've seen do it versus a guy who, we hope we'll do it, even though I think he's currently on pace to set the rookie um, receiving record for tight ends, although it'll be in 17 games, so asterisk in my heart. Right. Um, I, I would probably take Hawkinson. Um, and, and the only reason I say that is because the Lions are figuring some stuff out down there or up there. I I know that they've only won two games, but as we've said, they they get the, the league – uh, record for closest losses that's true they should be like even right now they really should be and you know and and that's with the team like not playing well with tj hawkinson if amon's raw st brown is able to do that but with tj hawkinson on the field that's gonna help kind of let things breathe a little bit more because it's kind of like what happened with gronk last night you have a middle linebacker, a nickel, and and a safety over the top, mm-hmm. and, and potentially like a defensive end yeah. <laughs> shading in in the flat. I mean, that's basically what's happening. But See, TJ Hawkinson has been having that literally the entire year. Yeah, and I feel like if you're twisting my arm in this situation where both of them is kind of a wait and see, I'd rather take Kyle Pitts personally because I think his ceiling is higher. But TJ Hawkinson's, I think, a solid top five dynasty option in the future. Okay, Taylor, I'm sorry. This one's very close. It's a very good one. One more wide receiver one, then we're done, I promise. Okay, we can go eat all the sadness. I can get a little sauced on some whiskey and watch Dalvin Cook hopefully do something crazy. Please, God. Getting saucy on a Monday. God bless it. All right, are you ready? Yep, yep. Player A over his seven-year career, and I believe, hold on, this is this is an important, very good hint for you, okay? Swear to God, if you don't get this one, I'm going to be upset. Okay. A little bit. So player A has played for one, two, three. Scroll, computer. Four teams in a seven-year career, including being traded three times, twice for first-round picks. Okay? Oh, jeez. I believe it was twice for first-round picks. Guaranteed, I know it's one. Uh, So once again, seven-year career, four different teams. He has averaging 4.8 catches and 66.9 yards with a .4 touchdown per game average. Okay. This guy has also never been outside of the top 24 wide receivers unless caused by injury. Player B, three years younger. He only has a four year NFL career who has averaged five catches a game for 61.2 with the same 0.4 touchdowns. But both of their contracts are expiring at the end of this year. Do you have a guess for player A? Four different teams. He had four different teams. Once was guaranteed traded for a first round pick. He went to Oregon State. Okay, that wasn't who I was thinking of. 
He was the big shebang before Michael Thomas. Oh, before Michael Thomas? Uh-huh. But he went to Oregon State? He did. Oh, my gosh. I honestly thought it was OBJ, but I know it's not OBJ because nope. he's only been on three teams. Mm-hmm. You, do you, do you and he's been out? traded to four teams. Okay, he has been traded. Yes, I believe he's been guaranteed he's been traded three times. The fourth team, I think, was a free agency. I can look that up. Oh, my gosh. You love it, don't you? But I thought Michael Thomas went to Ohio State. You're, you're talking about he Ohio He did go. State. Yeah, no, I'm talking about this no, player but, but went this, to Oregon State. Th- this guy went to Oregon State. Yes, this guy went to Oregon State. Chad Ochocinco and TJ Usmanzada is the only wide receivers I know out of Oregon State. You, my friend, are going to kick yourself for this because he just had a two-touchdown game against the Jacksonville Jaguars as a wide receiver. Brandon freaking Cooks. Brandon freaking Cooks is player A. Player B. That's a sneaky one. Yes, it is. Oregon State? Man, go Beavers, man. Good for him. (laughs) Uh, Player B is very famous for a lot of his TikToks. Who's currently on the IR. Screw you. Would you rather have the... 25-year-old Juju Smith-Schuster on an expiring contract. Remember, he is great whenever he is paired with a decent option. Or would you rather have the one-year-older or, sorry, the three-year-older Brandon Cooks, who's on an expiring contract, who... I'm taking Brandon Cooks. It's 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 not even a question because uh, if Juju has proven anything, like his teammates are leaving Pittsburgh, and <laughs> him, the three amigos, but the the trio there between him, Chase. I mean, Chase Claypool has proven he's he's not reliable either after the shenanigans he pulled with the first down. The only ones that were, that are reliable, in my opinion, is Deontay Johnson, Najee Harris. James Washington, like, I think he's a reliable fourth wide receiver that could turn into a flex wide receiver three if they gave him more opportunities, in my opinion. And then Pat Frymuth. Pat Frymuth is going to become a star. That dude is going to be beloved in Pittsburgh for the next 12 years. He's going to be good. I I think I would rather have Juju, honestly. Really? Because I think what's going to happen on the offseason is I think he's going to sign a second-tier contract with a team who has an established one. He'll be back in that wide receiver two role and he'll kind of play the, the big slot role. And I think that he's going to be able to kind of provide value for a little bit longer. Cause don't forget this guy was at one point in time, the bright shining star in dynasty circles because of his early breakout in the NFL. Yeah. Okay. So I would rather have Juju just for the chance of longer term success, because I feel like next season, if we'll just give them both neutral signing sites, like they signed at, the same team, like carbon copy teams, but they're separate. I would rather have Juju versus Brandon Cooks, even though Brandon Cooks has been very good. I, like I said, I believe unless it's injury related, he has never finished outside of the top 24 wide receivers. So question for you, sir, which by the way, I appreciate that. That, that was good stuff. It'll get better with time. Whenever I have more it research, it will. Um, Brandon oh, Kirk Cousins threw a touchdown not to Dalvin Cook. Who did he throw you it suck. to? Who did he throw it to? Justin Jefferson. Oh, I was really hoping Ooh, to Give me um, Dalvin. <laughs> um, so Brandon Cooks, in your opinion, if because I think Juju is going out west. I'm sorry, he's a TikTok star. I think he's going to end up either at the Rams, the Chargers, or the Raiders. If you tell me he ends up at one of those three places, especially the Chargers – or the freaking Rams, 
you can't tell me you, he will be a top 12 wide receiver if he goes to one of those two teams. Because I think the OBJ experiment is slowly but surely is coming to a close in LA, even though he wanted to be out there. And I know they traded something for him, but I, I could see Lesney being like, yeah, this isn't working out. All right, let's bring in Juju. Juju, we, we can give you a eight, 800,000 base salary with incentives. You good with that? All right, cool. It'll be better than that. But but you get what I'm saying, though. Like, Yeah, I get what you're saying. It's going to be one of those like prove it like, years yeah, where they give you a minimum. It, yeah. yeah, they're not going to give them like a four-year, $45 million contract. Oh, you, no. you know what I'm saying? Like that's, that's not going to happen. And if I'm Brandon Cooks, I'm – I could see him signing with the Giants. I know they just signed Kenny Galladay, but I if 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 I'm the Giants, I'm taking Cooks over Galladay. Yeah, I mean, for me, it Does like Detroit said, Lions. Like, if I'm Matt Campbell, am, am I not calling up Brandon Cooks and be like, "Hey, bud, you want to come up here? You could probably help." Because think about that: Brandon Cooks, Amon Ross, St. Brown, T.J. Hawkinson, and then you have Swift and Williams in the backfield. The only thing they got to figure out is golf. Even Goff, I think, would be okay in that situation. We've seen him. Cooks, it'd be great. We've seen him. He's had some solid moments in the past. You know, even this year with a dilapidated Detroit team. Something like, like we had said, some saucy throws. Amen to that. Like we said, like he's been like that team has been close enough to winning so many games. It's not even funny. Like they should be a 500 team if it wasn't for the bounce of like four footballs going different. Yep. Four last second field goals. Four you know, passes for 20 yards because, you know, the safety just got their splits, like, you know, stuff like that. They're six, but, seven, and one in a different universe. Yep. And so <laughs> I, I'm just saying that I would rather have Juju Smith-Schuster. Like, this, this is getting me amped for our free agency preview. Oh, yeah. Did, did This is getting me amped for my free agency preview, or our free agency preview in the offseason because hopefully we're talking about these two guys and their locations on where they're going to land and how it impacts your dynasty teams. And where to jump and where to go ahead and jump in to secure that guy or to go ahead and sell like all the old timers. <laughs> yeah. And I can already tell you, we're going to have a segment called the Watson watch. We're trademarking oh, it. It's, it's on like Donkey Kong. We're, we're following like flights out of Houston, <laughs> out of South Carolina. You know, if he's back at Clemson, you know, is he talking with Trevor Lawrence or those buddies like training with Tony Scott out in Virginia? You know, are they doing quarterback camps? Like what's going on? You know, so oh, man, so much stuff to talk about in the off season. It really is a 24, seven, 365 league. And uh, I'm excited for it, but you know, at some point we're going to have to take a little bit of a break. Calm down, <laughs> everybody. A little bit of a break. Uh, and reset for season two of the Misfit Fantasy Football Podcast. But before we get there, we have a lot of playoffs to get through, not only in fantasy, but also the NFL. We have the Super Bowl. May even talk about the Pro Bowl. Yeah, probably not. Too no. Much. no. Uh, skills challenge, I'd be interested to, to take a look at, but we'll uh, we'll cross that bridge when we get there. Uh, we'll we'll bring this uh, little podcast to a close. Like this was say, a little. We're at a we're at an hour and twenty one. Welcome to the beefer. Yeah, this is good for everybody. It's been a long time coming for us. Just kind of long format. Um, Just want to say thank you to everyone that's been listening to us. Thank you. uh, Wherever you may be listening to us, such as Spotify, Anchor, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Overcast, Breaker, CastBox, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, and Stitcher. Wherever you may be listening to us, please give us a five-star rating and review and hashtag grow the show. If you have a grandmother who has a phone, tell her about us. We're, we're, yeah. we're, we're friendly. We're, we're fun. 
uh, grow the show, not only just because of football, but fantasy football, you know, who knows, maybe we'll be able to start an, another dynasty league. I mean, it's been awesome to see the growth of the different leagues that mm-hmm. we've grown. And I feel like every year we need to start a new league, but at one point it's just like, why am I keeping up with 15 leagues? Well, it's one of those things of the more this podcast grows, the more that we will introduce different things that will kind of keep progressing. Like at some point in time, if we get enough people, yes, we will have merch at some point in time. Once we reach a certain threshold threshold, yes, we will have a YouTube channel. We will have a website, like all that fun stuff, but it takes time to get there because it takes time on our end for ourselves. Yes. And it takes time on our end to be able to do that. And we want to give the best content we can. So just keep telling your mothers about the show and, be sure to sign their phones up on Spotify and just have like an automatic play. Mm-hmm. Even if they don't listen, it still counts for us. So I'm happy with that. <laughs> but if you want to get in contact with us, send us a message on Twitter at misfit underscore FF. Or if you want to keep all of your, you know, dirty laundry secret, like whenever Dalvin cook, hopefully does something really cool tonight, like 20 carries 120 yards, four catches, 60 yards and a touchdown. <gasps> that would be amazing. Uh, send us an email at v.misfit.ff at gmail.com where we'll answer all of your questions, commissioner questions, console your tears tell you the meaning of life what to wear to work all of the above we're here for it all righty well with that we say goodbye for now hope you all have a great week and we'll see y'all back here on thursday come on dalvin cook make me a happy person